Hey everybody, welcome to Soul Food. It's great to have you. My name is Father Ben, and I'm here with Kira, Roddy, and Sylvia. Hey guys. Hey, hey Padre. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's hot in Memphis. Dude. Uh. I mean, I mean, sometimes the only thing you can say is just dude. Dude. Uh-huh. Or like the teenagers say, bruh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it really is incredible. I'm I love Jesus. Um, I love you, Lord. <laughs> Just a shout out. But like, I mean, seriously, like, what were you thinking with mosquitoes? Like, I where did that. that come from? Was that a bad hair day? Or like, yeah. did he not have enough coffee? Or like, I mean, roaches I, I, I don't get that oh, either no. yeah no mosquitoes and roaches i just why <sighs> why where is where is goodness in there i, I mean know. really <laughs> it's like i and i know everybody you can't hit it out of the park every day but whatever i guess he was like been like <laughs> gotcha guys yeah i mean <laughs> see yeah. and you, you may have heard me say this before but i i very firmly think that the the perfect image for satan is a mosquito not oh, yeah. a not a serpent right because mosquitoes hanging on you in memphis in august mm-hmm. sucking your blood without you realizing it right right ah. that's what i was gonna say this year they're like stealth mosquitoes mm-hmm. oh yeah like i'm walking around with a ton of bites and i'm like i didn't even see one mm-hmm. on me so, national yeah. bird yes indeed <laughs> yeah i mean it is incredible it is incredible i just don't that's get funny. it and but you know it's okay jesus we all make mistakes and, and so whatever fine i guess i guess fine, i don't know if you live in the south it's probably not and so, yeah this um so I, last night i had an amazing meal it was so so good um have you guys ever had pho what oh yes the it's like a soup thingy mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. of course i thought you were gonna I say something had one. else good job. yes so that yes. it's good isn't it it is it's so very it's good. uh it's spelled p-h-o mm-hmm. pronounced pho okay and um so this is uh it's it's really amazing so yeah. i had dinner at a vietnamese restaurant and vietnamese food is uh-huh. i cannot get enough of it okay. and it's one of the reasons anthony bourdain said his favorite place to eat in the whole world was hanoi but mm. um, so I had this pho, and it's it's basically a bowl. If those of you who are mm-hmm. not familiar with it, it's basically this bowl with this broth, mm-hmm. and it's got like uh, mung beans or bean sprouts, uh, usually kind of vermicelli, a cooked e- hard boiled egg mm-hmm. in there, although not always cooked, um, and chilies, ginger spice. And it's kind of this hot pot of different things mm-hmm. with, and you can have it with tofu, chicken, pork, beef. I had it with, uh, with tofu. Oh my heavens, it was so, so good. I like to just add that little extra of like chili um, mm-hmm. oil. It just makes it spicy and it's so hot. Mm-hmm. It's great on a like chilly night. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's cold and you just want like something hot. It's so, so good. And it's really awesome because it really it, like a lot of times they'll give you the, the meat, mm-hmm. um, like if, if it's beef, mm-hmm. if it's chicken, they, they cook it in there, but they'll, they give it to you raw mm-hmm. and it's really hot. So it cooks it yeah. in yeah. there. And yeah. so it's got the natural juices of the, of the beef. Excellent. Wow. So oh they give it to heavens. you on the side, and it looks all fancy. And then you just grab as much as meat as you mm-hmm. want. And it's so hot that it, and it's so thin, the pieces mm-hmm. of meat that, well, at least the way that I've had it. It's so thin. As you put it in there, it's, like, already edible. I mean, it's always edible, mm-hmm. but you can eat it almost immediately. It's yeah, so delicious. Then sometimes they give you fresh mint, 
to put in there mm-hmm. too, or fresh basil, mm-hmm. and uh, exquisite. Oh my heavens! It you was have so, to try so. it. So how do you like? How long do you have to wait before it cools down? If it can cook meat. Well, I like my soup pretty hot. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I don't want to wait. Well, okay, then y'all, yeah, yeah. Because I know Father Ben. Like he after mm-hmm. he brews his tea, then he puts it in the microwave <laughs> to get it even hotter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I like it piping hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so soup like, really I'm should sensitive. be piping hot. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And that kind of food, it, is, it has to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got so much stuff. You don't want it to cool down. Mm-hmm. You want to eat, you know. And they usually will eat the, like, whatever's the substance, the meat, the, the food product in it, they will eat with chopsticks mm-hmm. and then okay. go back with a spoon for the broth. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's usually what they do. Oh, okay. So then that way it... Sylvia just grabs it with two hands and goes... Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's so good. Now I'm hungry. Thanks, I, I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I had to drop that bomb. <laughs> Thank you. I'm reading this book now um, by a woman named... I'm going to say her name wrong. Uh, Vanina Leshizer. And the name of the book is called At the Chef's Table. Mm-hmm. And it's really awesome. So what what she does is she, she did this amazing survey of the chefs mm-hmm. of, of like hundreds of chefs in both San Francisco and New York and, and asked them all these questions. You know, how'd you get into this? Uh, what do you like about cooking? What's your inspiration for new dishes mm-hmm. and stuff like that? And one of the questions she asked these chefs is what do you actually eat when you go out to mm-hmm. eat? Mm-hmm. Like, and so most of these guys work at these three star Michelin restaurants that, that, mm-hmm. you know, they're very fancy restaurants. Yeah. And, Across the board, almost all of them said the same thing. We, most of them had never eaten at the restaurants that they work at, nor could they ever oh. afford to eat there, yeah. right? And, they, and she said, would you want to eat here? And they said, no, that's not the food I want to eat. Ugh. And so the, here they are working at three-star Michelin restaurants in wow. San Francisco and New York and Washington. And they said, no, I wouldn't want to eat that. And she said, well, what do you want to eat? Like when you're hungry and you just want to uh-huh. eat, what do you want to eat? And what was really funny is they said two things, comfort food mm-hmm. and uh, ethnic food. Mm. So like comfort food like uh, macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. um, lasagna, mm-hmm. uh, spaghetti, and uh, grilled cheese mm. um, or an omelet mm-hmm. and ethnic food. So like pho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. something like this or tacos mm-hmm. that's what they really want to eat and that, and i get that because like anybody that's ever worked in kitchens it's that the joke is it's the best way to lose weight is to work in kitchens mm-hmm. because the last thing you want to do yeah. when you're around it all day is put anything in your mouth yeah. I believe you. right yeah. and 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 so it's when you get off that's when you're ravenous Mm-hmm. And you're ready. Like, I can tear up some tacos, boy. <laughs> Do some damage. Right there with you. Oh, man. <laughs> Going in. Be not afraid. Remember those tongue tacos we had for you? Yes. Those are so good. Mm-hmm. Those are so good. So, mm-hmm. I, and maybe to that point, I was thinking, um, we're talking about, uh, like, thing comfort foods and things kids like mm-hmm. and adults like. Um <laughs> Uh, people sometimes ask priests, and you guys have probably heard it before, Father, how do I keep my children Catholic? Mm-hmm. How do Ooh. I keep my children Catholic? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's an obvious point, but a lot of times we'll go, people will pay for Catholic grade school, mm-hmm. Catholic yeah. high school, Catholic college, and the kids graduate, and they're not even Christian. Mm-hmm. 
And so, and I'm, I mean, think about how many checks were written for tuition mm-hmm. for Catholic grade school, for Catholic high school, yeah. and Catholic college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, keeping in mind, I think the average tuition cost of the average Catholic gr- high sc- or excuse me college is thirty eight thousand plus. Yeah, that doesn't include room and board, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. health insurance. Thirty eight thousand. Mm-hmm. That's the average cost of a Catholic college today. That's undergraduate. So how is it, Father, that we've written all these checks Mm -hmm. and my kids don't practice? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I think it goes hand in hand on, you know, parents bringing the kids to catechism and PRE nights and they just drop them off for a little bit and they're getting, and then they get home and there's no continuation. I mean, there's, there, you can't just expect that you're going to get everything from God just by going to school. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And even thinking about those, you know, those nice restaurants and those chefs, you know, here it is. They're, they've got the, the best of the best food. But, you know, at times, and I kind of feel like with Catholics, we've got the... The fullness of of truth and yet we take it for mm-hmm. granted and we just want to settle for tacos mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or mac and cheese or yeah. you know mm-hmm. sometimes that the, the the things that bring mm-hmm. us comfort because sometimes coming to mass our faith isn't comfortable mm-hmm. you know but we've mm-hmm. got like this most exquisite banquet every day here and and yet we just kind of just mm-hmm. take it for granted because we're we're in it or our kids and even I was like that as a kid you know just you're going through the motions and it's just like yeah okay I don't I don't get this I don't know why I'm doing this and it's just okay yeah everybody's Catholic and mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. take it all for granted and just want to feel like you want to be fed somewhere else or even mm-hmm. or even adults saying I go to mass and I'm not getting anything or I'm not feeling fed, you know. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this not long ago, Father, about the simplicity of having that relationship with God not long ago. And I mean, you can go to Catholic school, have your PRE, go to high school, go to college, everything Catholic. But if you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus, that one-on-one simple relationship, you can have God all around you, but it's not in here. It's not, it's not going to, you know, really be as powerful. You can be surrounded by many things, yet is it going to touch your heart? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where us as parents come in and have to show our kids through our actions and us coming to adoration and us having a, a personal relationship with Jesus as a I'm putting food in my mouth. Thank you. As um, the light came on, we know we had a power outage last night here with the storms. Thank you, God. I mean, right when I was like, it's getting hot in this house. It's like, what are we going to do? As soon as I turned around, the lights came on. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. You heard my prayer. And he's right. was like, you didn't pray. And I was like, I sure did. I don't have to sit down, get on my knees. But I looked up and I said, I'm hot. And he listened. He's like, so you mean Jesus heard you? And I'm like, well, look, it probably just was a coincidence. But I have this personal relationship with Jesus that I know he's looking out for me. Mm-hmm. And so you show your kids through your feelings, through your actions, through the love that you have with Jesus, that they also need to have that. Mm-hmm. And that I want that too, you know? That's, no, you guys bring up fantastic points. And honestly, I would, 
uh, I'm, I'm the celibate here, so you guys would know, I, I would very much defer to your authority on how best to help our kids yeah. have a deeper understanding of, the, of this and to remain Christian. Yeah. I mean, over the years, I, I would say I would uh, I'd kind of echo those points. Maybe it's just a caveat by saying it may be helpful to kind of give some of the listeners um, some do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are some of the do's and the don'ts when we talk about trying to keep our children uh, Christian? I mean, let's just start with that. Yeah. How to keep them Christian. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so... Um, uh, just and then I just kind of share maybe these points based on what I have seen over the course of roughly 18 years as a priest. What what's effective and what is ineffective. So what what do we not do first? What are some things we should not do? Um, I tell you, I know people disagree with me, and that's certainly fine. But I think what you what parents should not do is you shouldn't call them at college and say, "Did you go to mass today?" Mm-hmm. Um, most young people, and I would add especially American males, tend to pull back drastically from that phone call. In fact, they'll quit answering it. Mm. And so uh, I don't think that's effective. Um, uh, One of the things I also don't think is effective is some parents are well-meaning, but they cocoon their children. They, they kind of try to create this cocooned environment. And I get it. We live in a dangerous world, and they want to filter out some things that are bad. And to some extent, we always have to do that as parents. But what happens is they shelter their children to such an extent yeah. that when they're 18, they go off the rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, and I don't know what happened, Father. And, um, mm. and so, in other words, it becomes unrealistic. You know, yes, are there times we have to protect our kids from things and monitor what they're looking? Of course, of course. But they take it to such an extent that it, that um, their kids are cocooned, mm-hmm. they're sheltered, right? One of the other things that we don't do is skip mass. It's an obvious point. Yeah. One of the other things we don't do is to come to mass, shake hands, say hi to people, um, put on a pretty face, butterflies and rainbows, and then we get in the car and leave, and we, our kids hear our spouse and I uh, gossiping mm-hmm. yeah. about what people were wearing, about mm-hmm. the, the priest, about the church, about the pope. I mean, so they're thinking as they're listening in the back seat, mm-hmm. wait a minute, 10 minutes ago you were, you know, saying God bless you, and here you are picking them apart. Mm-hmm. So that is, that's what they call duplicity. And right. they're listening, Father. They're listening. Every little thing. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. That happens to priests, man. I was in <laughs> Chick-fil-A like five years ago, and this kid came up to me. Father, you said this six months ago. And I was like, what? I, did I say that? And, and like, I, I didn't even remember it. Mm-hmm. And, but he remembered that, and I was like, wow, that's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> so I can imagine how you guys feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Father, when you mentioned the point about not you know, telling our kids, hey, did you go to Mass? You know, that hit me hard because I, I do have a very close friend that um, she's always telling me, you know, I'm, I'm checking in on my son and make sure 
you know, that he's staying close to God. He's, you know, college is, you know, tough. And he's has so many, he's doing different careers at the same time. And I just tell him, hey, I know you're overwhelmed, but if you just have Jesus in your life, you know. And I told her, you know, how did you ask him to go to Mass? So I was like, now that you're saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe we shouldn't. But what do we do, I guess, as parents, when we see them struggling what can okay so stop doing that because now we know what happens but what what can a mom sitting at home far away from our child do um and i'm answering myself in my head as i'm asking this question um for our kids how can we help them not derail Mm -hmm. well and yeah there's there's and there's certainly exceptions what Mm -hmm. i'm saying is not a broad hard rule right there's definitely exceptions and um but uh, maybe to to answer your question, mm-hmm. we can we can kind of ask the other question: What do we do? Mm-hmm. What is effective? Yeah. And and again, this is Father Ben's opinion, so feel free to throw it out. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of share this and what I have seen work and not work. Um, what does work? Three things in particular: Let our kids let our kids see us pray mm-hmm. as they grow. I mean, it's an obvious point. Very, very rarely do couples actually pray in the home. Yeah. They pray when they come to church. They pray alone. Um, they, they pray in other programs. But most couples, even if they're devout Catholics, don't pray in the home. Mm-hmm. Most of them. And, you know, or in, in a, Father, that's a general statement. Yeah, it is a general statement, mm-hmm. but it's pretty accurate. Yeah. So um, let your kids see you pray as a couple. Okay, um, let your let our kids um, see us regularly go to church. It's an obvious point, but if you ask a lot of people, um, if it comes down to soccer games or competitive sports and church, they are going to choose competitive sports yeah. over church, mm-hmm. right? I mean, what message are we sending our children there? Yeah. Okay, and um, and uh, the way I explain it to people is when your kid is in college their sophomore year having a crisis moment what do you think they're going to need more that competitive sport yeah. or jesus mm-hmm. exactly okay and and um and then uh, again so let them see you pray let us see a tin mass and then let it let them see us occasionally doing things of social justice of social work for the people the poor Mm-hmm. soup kitchens, um, community service things. Yeah. Because what that does is it teaches them the world is bigger than just you, mm-hmm. kiddo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and we do it with them. We roll mm-hmm. up our sleeves, whether it's mission trips, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that we do is we're humble. Yeah. You know, we're humble in the sense we say, you know, son, your, your father and I, we don't know everything. We're, we're making this up as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing our best. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the way that my mom used to tell my sister and I this, she said, she's like, um, some people have nice mothers. Some people have mean mothers. You have a mean mother. Get over it. <laughs> and or she, then she said, go tell your therapist, you know. And so, Shout out to uh, Miss Glenna. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I think it's, it, I, I do think that those things help. And yeah. I think especially it's an, and I, re- I recognize this again I'm speaking as a celibate my own opinion are you actually happy mm-hmm. are you a happy person people come to to mass 
and they're miserable people. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, uh, I mean, think about that. You're eight or nine years old, and they come to mass, and they they feel like they're dotting the i's, crossing crossing the t's. Again, I'm not, I'm not finger wagging, mm-hmm. but they're not happy people, mm-hmm. in the sense of like, like enjoying their faith, yeah. and and being charitable to people. Yeah. Right. And and so again, imagine what that looks like to a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, is this the fruit of what we just said? Mm-hmm. And so, in other words, what we're always trying to do is have integritas, integrity, mm-hmm. where we're living what we're saying, saying what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a long-winded answer to your question, Sylvia. Sorry. That's okay. No, thank you. You know, um, as I was asking you the question in my brain, or the Holy Spirit, as I tell my kids, it's just like sit down and pray for your child. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, because that can do so much mm-hmm. and not only do that with what your answer was sit down and not pray alone pray with your spouse yeah mm-hmm. um, pray with the siblings mm-hmm. of this person the, the the child of yours that is struggling mm-hmm. and um, pray with that child for the other siblings mm-hmm. um, so as I was asking you the question and with the answers you gave me you know prayer is so powerful mm-hmm. we Sometimes we think that we, everything is done with action. I have a strong belief in the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. And I know that action, yes, it's right there in the moment. But prayer can be action, maybe not in the moment, but in Jesus' time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe a great thing that we can do for our children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as well with, with all of that, I think all those are, are excellent points. It's you know, letting letting our kids know this is what we tell our kids too, because they'll be like, "Oh, do we have to go to mass?" <laughs> or, "All right, kids, get up. We got to go to mass. We have to go to mass." You know, it sounds like it's it's like the horrible obligation, <laughs> but we always try to reiterate to our kids, "We get to go to mass." Like, or, or what's the greatest thing that you can do in this life, in our life? And they'll be like get to go to mass you know I mean, like that's their response or like whatever you know but just trying to like you know impart that on them and and th- but then us also try to make sure that we don't have that attitude of oh mm-hmm. i've got to get i gotta go to mass mm-hmm. you know and have it be more like yeah. this is my obligatory thing that i've got to do and i'm dreading every minute mm-hmm. of it yeah but I mean, and it takes a whole, so we have to be very intentional as parents as, you know, we have to continuously, I think, be looking at ourselves and yeah. what is, what is my intention? What is my outlook? What am, how am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Uh, or in, even too, there are times where the kids will be like, oh, and I'm okay. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. It's a little like, it might even be a little difficult for me at times, but you know, our faith is, oh, yeah, I agree is with it's, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, it has to be an act of the will at times and but the important thing is that we're there Mm -hmm. you know and um, so trying to instill that in them and 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 just I know from our perspective just trying to just be raw with them about what prayer is Mm -hmm. it's not just not just the the rosary as Mm -hmm. beautiful as all of these things are but this is dialogue with God you Mm -hmm. know so if you're angry with him and you're upset or you're mad Take it to him. Talk to him mm-hmm. about it. Don't hold back. Mm-hmm. But then listen. Yeah, mm-hmm. just love yeah. it. But be willing yeah. to sit in, in silence. And that's another key aspect too is trying to make sure screen time is limited, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so kids get used to silence. 
because mm-hmm. I keep telling my kids silence is good and they're like no it's not it <laughs> is but God can speak to us through music well yes he can but he really wants mm-hmm. to speak to you in silence well and that's a good point not to interrupt you but I think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why a lot of parents don't limit screen time because they want the silence in other yes. words <laughs> they want the silence of the kids mm-hmm. being entertained mm-hmm. and um, yeah and I, I would I definitely agree with your with you guys' points, and I would add to that. The, in my opinion, kids don't have to see us as parents praying every night. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm talking about. Because mm-hmm. I, anticipating some of the arguments, well, Father, that's easy for you to say you don't have kids. Look, agreed. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I'm not talking every day. Okay, I'm saying you want my opinion once a week for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, kids yeah. know on Sundays, not Sunday nights before we start. Okay, we're going to pray for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can do this. Yeah. This is, yeah. you know, that's not asking much. Yeah. Okay, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And then after we've done this for three weeks, it's a routine. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. and, and what's interesting is the kids then hold the parents accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mama, I thought we were going to pray tonight, right? And yeah. so, um, and this becomes part of their DNA. And then yeah. all of a sudden, 20 years later, you know, they're getting walked down an aisle someplace. To both of y'all's points, I was thinking, um, you know, we were once the kids going, we gotta go to church again. (laughs) We gotta go to church again. Uh And, but what has kept us here? You know, our parents brought us. Mm -hmm. Our parents instilled in us the importance and we saw the faith in our parents Mm -hmm. and we wanted that. So their actions, their, um, their their love and their struggles but then they got through it because they had their faith we wanted that mm-hmm. so yeah we were the kids that were saying and it's okay to be that oh, we gotta go okay fine mm-hmm. we all did it yeah and what kept us just seeing our parents and the world see the the, the faith and how god is right there with us so we mm-hmm. just and you know we can't be discouraged by having kids maybe you know go off the 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 journey and you know just make sure they come back and find that we're back and just keep with your actions Mm -hmm. you know showing them that this is where they should be absolutely Mm -hmm. i mean well said i mean i can say one of the reasons i one of the things that kept me going back to church was the donuts (laughs) i mean you know i was like and i i tell people even the holy spirit can use donuts man and i was like dude we get donuts yes (laughs) sign me up but I mean, yeah, you're, it's very true. Your your point is that um, people will often leave the faith for five, ten, fifteen, twenty years, and come back. And CNN is never shy about saying there's been twenty mm-hmm. to thirty million Catholics that have left. What they always fail to accentuate is that most of them come back, mm-hmm. and when they come back, they come back stronger. They mm-hmm. always leave that mm-hmm. little point out. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Hey, listen, don't forget to let us know if there's something you want us to talk about here in Soul Food Podcast. Um, and we are praying for you and your families. Don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul. God bless you.